this Survivor? What? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Survivor Buffs, Blindsides and Banter podcast. This is the podcast made by superfans with superfans for superfans. I'm your host, Buckles, and with me I've got my co-host, Mac. Mac, how you doing, Mac? Buckles, my man. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, big weekend, had a couple of weddings yesterday, but I'm, I'm back now and um, enjoyed this episode of Survivor. Who would have thought having more than five people voting, we would have actually had some interesting stuff going on? Yeah, who would have thought? Like, this is crazy. First time all season. Ten, yeah, 10 people voting. This is the biggest tribal we've had all season. And we've still got a double elimination to come up at some stage. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm a little bit worried how they're going to handle that, not doing that at the final 10. But let's see what happens. Yeah, there'll be more twists to, to come. But, yeah, it was nice to see, like, 10 people with voting. And, I mean... Maybe without the idol play, it wouldn't have been as exciting, but we had a, a great moment from Danny, and um, yeah, it was, it was just good to see, just see something happen. Like, we don't see idols played for not um, the person with the idol. We don't see them play for other people that often. This is the first one since David versus Goliath, uh, as far as I have been told. So, a bit of a, you know, the new era, first time in the new era, and it, um, it was a great move. It was a great move. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a great move. Uh, it, yeah, you're right. It is now that I think about it, it's the first time it's been played for someone else in the new era. This is the biggest. Uh, this is the most votes cancelled out in an idol play in the new era, I believe. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, and it's like it was played correct, played on someone else. This like this shows balls. This shows like Danny is here to play, and he'll do what he can to help his alliance and help his numbers get through, which is awesome. And that also makes um, Tika think a lot. Like, it'll make Tika be like, oh, Danny is here to save his allies. Yeah, it was also, something... Also, that Danny's a crazy good player. <laughs> yeah, it was something we probably didn't really expect from Danny because he seems like the type who's sort of here for himself. And Franny was never... We never saw them as like... Um, I mean, they were in the same tribe, but never seemed like they were really working together full, like, wholeheartedly. But, uh, yeah, he said, like, to Franny, I'm going to save you, and, and true to his word. And, you know, he, he, it was probably uh, a bad play from the Ratsu people, the way they handled the whole situation, uh, literally telling telling them who they're voting for. But they did, and it's come back to bite them. Uh, I guess we can break it all down and, and go into the nuances of it all. Where do, where do you want to begin? Well, I want to just begin with just simply the vote. Like, why don't you split? Well, I don't think they have uh, if Tika is If Tika's on their side then it's three versus seven. And Tika seemed like they're on their side. I think that's the burning question of the episode. Like, where does Tika actually sit? Because there was a lot going on with, especially Carson and Jam Jam, as to were they just um, trying to burn an idol at the same time as keeping everyone happy, or were they really on one side? And I really couldn't, I haven't really come up with a firm answer on where they're actually sitting. I think they're playing the middle really well, and I think their plan going forward, we, we hear Yam Yam say early in the episode, we can just switch every vote back and forth uh, yeah. between the two sides. And I, I, I can really see this happening because I'm not sure who they're with. I know like they voted with the Ratus, but they knew the idol play was going to happen. But if they knew it was going to happen, they could have just voted with the Soaker and saved the idol. So they've sort of got a bit of a foot in both camps. No, definitely. And 
Uh, I don't know if you saw, but um, who was the fourth vote? The fourth vote for Brendan. It was Carolyn. Carolyn. It was Carolyn. So there you go. Like, so is Carolyn split off from Jam Jam and Carson, or did they work out something clever to make this happen so then they couldn't split it? This is the genius of what, what I think Tika is doing. They're splitting themselves up as well, just to make it not seem like a unified three. And whether or not it's planned or just dumb luck, I think they've played this round exceptionally well to to sort of have the three of them not vote together, know exactly what's going on, like especially Carson and Jam Jam. They knew all the information, and they really could decide who went home between Franny and Brendan. So uh, they obviously let the idol play happen. They, they've flushed an idol. They've got the biggest competitor, like the challenge threat, out as well and kept everyone happy because the Ratu are happy with them. They voted with them. Um, so they can just, you know, plausible deniability. We didn't know about the idol, even though we know that they do. And then the Soka are happy because they didn't tell the Ratus to change the plan. And then yeah. also everyone's happy because, oh, Carolyn's not with these two, so they're not as a bigger threat now. So they really played it really well, the, the Tika 3. No, definitely, definitely. And if we look at this, like the scheme of things, like we've discussed all season how many advantages there are. Well, not a whole lot have been played. We've still got a fake idol in Jamie's pocket. We've got a real idol in Carolyn's pocket that no one knows about at all. Yeah. From our knowledge. And we've got a banker vote in Lauren's pocket. Yeah, so there's obviously more to come, yeah. And, I mean, you would assume now this idol's been played that it's going to go straight back out. Um, we see in the next time on... Danny frantically searching for another idol, and I've no doubt that he'll probably find it because he seems like the type that won't sleep till he finds it. Um, so, yeah. yeah, more twists and turns to come. Carolyn's idol is the interesting one, I think, because no one knows about it. Um, whether or not they assume it went home with one of the old takers or, or they think Carson and Jam Jam have it, I feel like Carolyn's the last person of the three you would expect to have that idol. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, I really like what you said just then about how well Tika played this because, realistically, we come into this episode with four Ratsu, four Soka, and four Tika. Oh, no, four Ratsu, three Soka, three Tika. And we're coming out of this episode, three, three, three. And if Tika looks ununified and that, like, they'll play between the two alliances... That's like that's such brilliant gameplay. Like they might be able to get another two more people out before they're even looked at as a threat. Yeah, I honestly think I can just see them just jumping between back and forth. But the pendulum strategy on steroids, because usually it's like one person, maybe two people that jump back and forth. But we've never really seen it with three penduluming back to both sides. So if they can run it down to get the numbers quite low, and yeah, maybe like. There's two of each tribe left, and they can sort of pick a side then, go to a five with a majority of the three. We could see this final three of all Tika. I can really see it happening. And, like, they're probably the three main characters of the whole season. Maybe this the edit setting is up for the uh, final three showdown. Yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. That'd be um, some Yeah, like Samoa all over again. The yeah. um, alliance from Russell, who just somehow got all of his... Like pretty much all of his to the end. Like this is this would be ingenious gameplay, and the truth is they've got the chops. Like between them, Caroline has an amazing read on everything. Carson is super smart. Jam Jam can get anything over the line when he needs to. Mm. This is like the three of them together are the main characters and possibly the best characters of the season. Yeah, I think they all sort of bring something different to the table. And I think over the last sort of two weeks especially, we've seen Jam Jam really show some good survivor skills. And I think 
as a threesome, they probably all think they have a good story enough to beat each other. So there's no real point in targeting each other because I think they'd all be confident going into final tribal against each other. So I really, I'm excited to hopefully see this three at the end. It could be like a, this could be the closest like final three we've ever seen if they're all there. I mean, look, it's all <laughs> hypothetical and this is probably you know, a bit um, wishful thinking, but imagine how good it would be. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It would be absolutely amazing. And uh, it'd be just great TV to watch. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be genuinely excited for it. Absolutely excited for it. Um, what do we think about sort of how this um, episode was set up? So in the past, the final 10, the last three seasons, we've had split into two groups of five and a double trial. So we've got... In this episode, it looks like it could be split into two groups of five because that's probably what they're assuming. Um, and they don't know what's sort of going on, everyone pairing up. This challenge went for a good 15, almost 20 minutes of the episode. This was a huge chunk of the episode. It was massive. Uh, I actually timed it. But from the ad break before the challenge, it was 11 minutes. And from the ad break at the end of the challenge, 39 minutes. So it was a 28-minute challenge, which is literally half an episode. It's insane. Yeah. It just kept going. I was like, what is this ending? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it was an awesome challenge. We got to see Carson trying to put uh, um, pump up Caroline with how, with, uh, while he's sick and he can't even really talk that much. And we saw Caroline get a bit freaked out in the nets. I'm actually surprised she got through the nets by the end of it because she did not seem happy. I thought she was going to yeah. drown in the mud. She looked like she was literally stuck and her hair was stuck in the net. And I'm like, get this poor girl out. She's going to die. Yeah. And, like, Danny and Lauren, two, like, obvious enemies, yeah. working together and being two that make it to the end was really cool. And then Lauren being Danny, again, really cool. Like, we do know that this challenge on the little shelves is... It's definitely better for people with small feet. Yeah, and and not to mention they've just been in the mud and everything, so that doesn't make anything easier. But it was still it was still cool to see Lauren like hold on, especially going into the challenge. We we hear Lauren's worried for anyone that goes with her because she's not the strongest. She hasn't been eating, and like good honor, good honor for getting through. This is this was like the biggest episode we've seen Lauren in since like. Episode one or two. Yeah, she had a huge episode. And, and when she won the immunity, you could see just how excited she was. Like, I've never seen a reaction that big from winning. So good on her. Like, and Danny's no, like, he's probably, the uh, next to Brandon, the, the strongest uh, strongest challenge person left. And she beat him, like, hands down. So good on her. Um, Danny sort of farted on his way through, which is a funny moment. As well, which, uh, <laughs> never really seen anything like that on Survivor before, but it was well timed. Yeah, At least yeah. Jeff's got a bit of a sense of humour yeah, on occasion. Yeah, it was <laughs> a bit of fun. But no, good on Lauren. Yeah, yeah, she got a bit of bit of bit of airtime this week. So look, we're supposed to meet all these people. They're going to be part of the end game. It's good to know who they are. Yeah, um, we've got. Oh, so like, I just, what do you think? Like, compared to the other, the previous final ten, do you prefer what they did at the final eleven this season to what they usually do at the final ten? Well, look, I don't like any of it, to be fair. Um, but I'm glad we had like a final ten vote. What we did last week, I mean, it's it's 
it's needless, but if they're going to do it, do I prefer the two, the double with the five? I don't really know. Like, are you you're for sure that there's going to be a double elimination at some point? Oh, I'm just sort of trying to crunch the numbers in my head. Yeah, and they could probably get away with it um, if, like, they went into the final episode at the final six. That's a lot. That's a lot. I believe, or the final. F- so what do we got? Usually it's five. I think is the final episode. The numbers make sense. No, the numbers make sense. Um, we could go into episode 13 at the final four or five. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Because so this was, yeah. No double app. And, you know, well, if they did a double app, what's wrong with just having two full tribal councils in the same episode? Like, we don't need to split tribes and do it. Just have a quick challenge, a tribal, and then do it again. Like, it's, it's been done before. But if you don't need to make up time, don't do it at all. Like, I don't, I don't like to see the, the game rush through as much as we have in past seasons. And although, like, we've done the, the, the tribe split up the last two weeks of, like, half immune, it hasn't rushed through two votes. It's still one vote. So I probably prefer it this way than, than seeing two, two gone in one episode because you just don't get enough of the, the strategy behind it, I suppose. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, was Franny the right move here for the Ratu? Was Franny the right move? That's a very good question. And uh, it's hard because she just lost Matt last week, like her number one. So she's, I mean, we see her, you know. The, she's weakened. Yeah. The start of the episode, she's like, I'm scared, I'm alone. Uh, yeah, we, she was upset to see Matt that way as well. And she, I don't know, like I, I would have thought Danny would be the obvious target because, you know, just being his challenge strength. and But, I mean, Franny must be just this great social player. They might fear her corralling numbers somewhere. I don't really know, but. Yeah, I guess. Well, she does. She is very physically strong, and in those endurance challenges, she's going to kill it. So there is that. She's definitely a threat. I feel like, yeah, losing Matt last week weakened her. It's sort of brought her down a little bit, and they they got to be able to see that in camp. Like, you can't have a confessional like that and be completely fine in camp. Not everyone's as um, robot like like Liz. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just I'm just I was a little bit shocked that Franny was the vote. Like obviously they felt that was the right way to go. Danny having an idol, I think this they were scared, they possibly could have been scared about. But you vote for Heidi if you're trying to like flush an idol. Like I feel like Danny has more options with Franny than he does with Heidi. So I don't know that's just in my mind. I'm obviously not there, and I didn't know how well Franny was playing in front of all the other um, players. But, yeah, I would have thought Heidi might have been the way to go. Or, yeah, or Danny's definitely the strongest on the team. Danny's the one keeping everyone together. And, like, look at him. He's, he's a confident enough player who was able to play his idol on another player. Yeah, I think With that- still another four tribals to go before he had to get rid of it. Yeah, Danny's more the wild card, I think, out of those three. So maybe, you, I don't know if you want him in the game or not, but maybe with Franny, this is probably a bit galaxy-braining, but, like, Matt's, like, a guaranteed vote on the jury for her. Do they Are they thinking that far ahead? Maybe not, but that's something. Um, if they had chosen Heidi, I do think Danny would have done the exact same thing for Heidi. I don't think it was yeah. um, a choice of the two. But I think, yeah, the, the problem was what the Ratu did by literally just telling everyone that we're going to go for Franny, like, what were they thinking? It just seems yeah. like the biggest error that we've seen in this game. 
unforced. Yeah, they weren't even like, yeah. oh, who are we going for? Just tell us. Like, why wouldn't they just give them a dummy plan? Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. And also, another sort of not-so-good play was Heidi telling the Tikas about the idol. Almost forcing the Tikas hand to have to vote with Ratu to try and flush this idol. Yeah, it was probably another error from Heidi, but I guess she's trying to build the relationship with Carson Yam Yam like, on her own, like, outside of Danny and Franny. Like, she wants... You know, you're out there, you want connections with everyone. And if you give yeah, some people information, you can... Like, they're sort of becoming more your numbers, I guess. So if she's giving valid information, um, it helps her. It's obviously risky, but at the end of the day, she was never the target. So maybe she sort of thought, it's a bit of a free hit here. If it backfires, I'm still here. So I can sort of see why. Uh, it's just, yeah, very brave. Especially if Danny, like, for, for Danny to hear that Yam Yam knows about it and to not play it on himself takes a lot of balls. So yeah. either Jam Jam sort of come to him and assured him that hey, we're going to let this go, which is which is sort of leads to my next question. Like let's 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 have this conversation, Danny and Yam Yam. We don't see it on camera. Let's pretend it happens. Yam Yam says, "Hey Danny, I'm we're, we're not changing the plan. It's going to be Franny, but you need to play your idol because yeah. I want to work with you." Why doesn't Danny just say to Yam Yam, "Hey, why don't you just vote with us so I can save the idol?" Like this is the bit I don't really get. Yeah, that is definitely the bit that I don't understand. Tika has definitely forced Danny to play the idol, which I guess is almost it's giving it's giving Tika that extra little something for going along with Soka um, and for giving him that information. So getting rid of the idol gets it out of commission. It's very smart play by Tika. And Danny's smart enough to understand that it's it's either the idol or his alliance. Yeah, I so, guess I guess they're probably like, "Hey, we, we're doing for Franny. If you don't want to save her, that's fine." But you know, and they're sort of offering him this big move in front of the whole jury, which is only one person, but everyone else who's sitting there with him is also his jury. Yeah. So he's offering. I guess the MEM's offering this big move. Hey, Danny, you can save your best friend or one of your alliance members. In a huge way, in front of everyone, and it, you do get points for that. So, like, if you're Danny, maybe there's like that silver lining to it. But you've yeah. still burnt your idol. You've put your, yeah, you've you've now emerged as this huge threat who will do whatever it takes to win. It's a dangerous spot to be at this point of the game, I think. Yeah, definitely. There's just way too much play between here and the final three. Danny is the front runner for the biggest player. So, like, I don't see Danny making it to the end. I see him getting... He's too physically fit. Unless he goes on a commu- uh, on an immunity run, maybe finds an idol, maybe Mike Holloway's it a little bit. Yeah. It's... Um, I'm worried for Danny because he is he's a good player. Like, we've seen some shit gameplay out of him, but we've seen some really good gameplay out of him. So, it's... Yeah, like, he's a great character. I really, I really enjoy watching him play. Um, it's cool when he's a bit of a dumbass, but it's also amazing when he does amazing things like this. And he does have a mind for the game. He's just maybe not socially as aware as other people. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought Danny's he's been a really good character this season. I, I'd like to see more of him because I do think he's got like he, he really pops off the screen. Like you can see, he's this Tony type player and. 
It's great what he's done, but I want to see more of him. But I just don't think... I think this early, like, he's definitely not making it to the end because I feel like, especially this new era of Survivor, like, the big players, it's so hard to make moves continually and stay in the game. Yeah. It's like, make yeah. a move and then within two votes, you're out. So yeah. it's yeah, it's really the way the US is, and, and like we see Heidi um, in early in the episode this week, and she's explaining her move last week with the control vote, and she just said, "I didn't want to ruffle any feathers," and it's something um, I was listening to an interview with George King George of Australian Survivor this week, and his whole thing about US players versus Australian players, or mainly himself, was. The US players are just scared to do anything. Everyone wants to sit under the radar and do nothing and make it to the end. And you know what? At the moment, that's the most valid way of playing, which is yeah. fine. But it makes poor TV. And for Heidi to say, like, I didn't want to ruffle feathers, whereas someone like a George, let's pretend he's playing American Survivor, he takes that opportunity and sets up his game going forward. And it's it's disappointing, in a way, just to see everyone just being scared to play because of what's been happening the last few seasons. And it's... Yeah. I mean, it's and it's we, the beta players that are winning. Yeah, yeah. The it's beta players. It's, yeah. it's a beta player game at this in this new era. Yeah, and I mean... We're going I think, back to early Australian Survivor, a beta player game. Yeah, yeah. And I think hopefully it's just like a phase we're going through for a few seasons and then usually... It'll, the, sort of the meta of the whole game will change, but the, at the moment it's, it's it makes for lesser like lesser content. Like I don't enjoy it as much because we see something like Danny and we think, oh, okay, can he do this again for the next maybe you know every second week for like four or five weeks? But no, he can't because next week or the week after he's almost certainly going to be voted out. Yeah, agreed. Unless he can pull something out of his ass, and even then, there's still a lot more votes to get to the end. Yeah. So he's got to be really in someone's corner. He's got to be needed as a number. And he's got to almost lay low a little bit. Yeah, which is not what you want to see. You want to see all these big players. No. And I think the next sort of, the next evolution of the strategy, like we sort of, we do see it occasionally, but like the next evolution is going to be vote out all the under radar players as early as possible. And I think yeah. that will lead to like the best period of survival we'll see. Because it's going to be all these players who are trying to make moves and like the bigger personalities doing stuff. And all these, you know, under the radar, quiet people are just going to get kicked off. Hopefully, this is my theory. Um, when we see like five or six of them win in a row, then we'll, we'll start to turn on them earlier, which would be yeah. which would be fantastic. Imagine a, imagine a post merge with all like massive game players of the cast. It'd be unreal. Exactly. Well, like we look back to Australian All Stars, Abby worked out who is not an Australian Survivor super fan, who is not anything like this, and she worked out on her season, that Pia was the fourth beta person to win in a row. And she pushed, she was pushing to get these players out. Yeah. And, like, if someone like that can work out this strategy, then, and work it out pretty early, like, there's going to be some super fans that work this out faster and work out that you've just got to get these beta players gone. You've got to get the Hyders, you've got to get the Laurens. Just get them out. Yeah, I think I think this cast. I think they would have only seen uh, what forty one and forty two. So they haven't seen Gabler do the same thing of like hiding in plain sight yet. And and if if like let's say a Heidi or a Jamie wins this season, then um, then yeah, like the forty five and six people might be like, okay, maybe it's time to shake it up, get the get, yeah. the, get the quiet people out. So look, it's it's uh, like I said, wishful thinking, but hopefully this is this is where we're moving to. 
Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Well, I'm excited for 45 because I do believe that um, these players are strong enough and smart enough to work this out very simply and get these players out. And survival will be better for it. Yeah, yeah, almost certainly, almost certainly. Yeah. Okay, um, well, I'm, I'm guessing you can agree with me that I'm pretty sure Brendan was the best move. Um... I, I, look, I would say yes, just because of the physicality of the man, and he seems to be like this natural leader of the Ratu. People, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Gravitate around him, sort of thing. So, yeah, I, it would break up the Ratu better than if it was like a Jamie or something, I guess, because yeah, you know, the other three would probably still stick together. So, yeah, probably was the right move. No, it was definitely the right move. Uh, Brendan, uh, Brandon, he, he just yeah, he brought them all together. He held them together. He, he was a very... Res- there was a respect to him. Like, you saw how Danny, like, f- his eyes flooded when he met him. There is a respect to, Bren- to Brandon that I, I think made him the one and only target because yeah. no one else is anywhere near as um, as threatening. Not to mention, now with him gone, that could break up the right two, three. Yeah, I think they're probably numbers up for grabs, and whether the Tika jump with them for a vote or two, I could see that happening, and maybe maybe Danny goes next in that situation. But yeah, Brandon had definitely this like commanding presence and this aura, and that, you know he's a professional sportsman, so he's already this little bit of a higher celebrity than everyone else there. So maybe that's part of it too. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. it was the right move. And like Carson, he is obviously quite close to Kane. Jam, Jam, you can't say that he's close to sort of anyone there that we know of, obviously. We just don't see enough. Bloody hell, I'd be excited if they do go to the 90-minute episode the next season. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm seeing more and more information on him. I'm just hoping it's not um, a bluff. <laughs> seems to be legit, from what I can tell. Yeah, There's a lot, of, seems, a lot of sources yeah. saying that, so hopefully... 90 minutes would, you know what, 90 minutes with the same amount of voting, like one vote per episode, it'd be so much better. Because you, you can have your twist, have your advantages, have your challenge. You might even get a reward challenge every app. But you'd have an extra, like, a good extra 15 minutes at least on, like, camp life, social interactions, who's actually with who, stretcher. what's actually yeah. going on. Yeah, we'd actually have an idea rather than coming on the podcast every week and just making it up, <laughs> hypothetically. Yeah, make it. What might yeah. happen. And talking about a 28-minute bloody um, challenge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not to mention we've got tribal as well, which yeah. they don't say jack shit. Yeah. Imagine knowing exactly what happened. <laughs> How refreshing. Oh. We'd be out of a job. Oh, mate. We'd, yeah. We'd, no, we wouldn't be needed. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, that'd be great. Um, yeah, this, this, I definitely, we needed more information today on a few things. I just would love to hear a bit from Tika. I think we lost it. We lost, um, like, we're, we've got theories that they're splitting themselves up. Well, I want to hear it from them. I do. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they need some intrigue in the boat. Like, they need to keep some things a secret, so they want this big surprise at the end. And usually... But they, you've got that with, will Danny play the idol? That's true. And it was who... who the, the biggest surprise was, will he play to himself or in Franny? But... Exactly, but you, had, you yeah. had that. We could have heard exactly what Tika was doing because yeah. the intrigue was there. So the thing is, if they show the conversation between Jam Jam and Danny, which I'm assuming happened, and then you know, Jam Jam saying, oh, you know, 
played on Franny, then it even adds to the intrigue of like, oh, is he going to trust him enough to do it? And that, that's something we probably missed out on. But they, yeah. they, but what they usually have done in the like, you know the last few seasons, including this one, next week the f- the first couple of minutes will be about this vote and like what what actually happened and who was where. And I'm sure we'll see Danny's view, Jam Jam and Carson's view of, of the whole situation. Yeah. So uh, definitely, that. that's yeah, that's that is one thing that I'm really enjoying this um, night after tribal. Uh, I'm really enjoying seeing sort of where everyone's heads are at coming out of the tribal council. And I've always liked that. I've always liked that when they do it in Australian Survivor. I've always liked it when they've done it in American Survivor and um, big fan in South African Survivor. So this is, yeah, this is good. Yeah. They've got a they've got a method here, that extra 20 minutes of gameplay in per episode will be amazing if it is as legit as we're hearing. And, like, they've got the basis. Keep it going. Yeah. I think... Now, Make it a bit easier for a bigger player to get to the end occasionally. Not every season, every season, just occasionally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think not having the um, previously on Survivor like the recap, not having that, it makes us go to the to the confessionals to piece together what happened, and they sort of do the flashbacks, and then we sort of we get a new understanding of what they're actually thinking, which I do like. Even though I liked the previously on as well, like I'm missing that. At least we yeah. see some new perspective rather than just showing an old clip of last week. Um, like yeah. they usually do, you know. So it's 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 good and bad, but yeah, like we we see a fresh take on it, I suppose, and, and get actually into the mindset of what they were thinking. Yeah. All right. If we say do get say a uh, Carson Jam Jam or Caroline win here, like obviously as you mentioned, you're seeing Jamie having a good chance. <laughs> Danny's so obviously a big. Danny's obviously a big character. Um, I don't see him getting to the end, but he's a big character. So if he did, like, we'd be happy with a win from him. Who would you be happy with between Jam Jam, Carson and Caroline? Honestly, all three. I think all three have had their moments of, of dominance and the moments of um, character moments. And I, I like, I actually like all three. They're probably my three favourites of the season. Um, so I'd be happy with all of them. I guess it's a long way to go. So it's going to be like, I'm sure one of them will start rising a bit more. I think Yam Yam's had a really good two mm. weeks. Carson's sort of been... The front runner, I guess, and Carolyn's been the, I guess, the bigger character who everyone loves, and she's had some good moves too. So, you know, I, as the more I talk about it, I, I really think they're on a pretty level playing field right now, and that's that's great. Yeah. That means they might take each other, which is, I guess, the ultimate dream of the season at the moment. That is the ultimate dream of who the season. Ah, um, uh, look, I at the moment, Caroline actually hasn't made a move that the jury cares about because no one saw the great things she was doing at Tika. Yeah. She has not been doing anything overly good in this merge. She's been quite real quiet. quiet. Real quiet since the merge. Yeah. Which is the perfect way to play Survivor. So good on her. <laughs> true, like, true. Um, get down to that final six and then bloody blast away. Yeah, the only thing uh, with Carolyn she- is if, if she makes the final three with those other two, I feel like the jury won't give her the props for Incredible. it. I feel like the other two are a bit more... Um, Out more there and with the in people's face. Yeah. yeah, like it's like you know that they're smart and doing stuff. Whereas Carolyn, because of who she is, uh, they might not respect her gameplay as much. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I definitely see what you're saying there. But we've also got a lot of gameplay between now and then. And we know Caroline can pull off a big move. We know she can play... She can... Make a read. She can play the numbers. Yeah, she's smart. 
She's a lot smarter than she lets on. And yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I'm all here for it. Give me a Caroline dominated season, please. Yeah. I'd like to see more yeah. of her in the next few weeks. We haven't seen much of her the last two, so yeah, you know, get back onto the old, the, the early merge, the pre-merge rather, where she was like the main character. We want more of that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, oh, we we obviously see Carson. He's a bit sick. Is this uh, another David? <laughs> oh, pretending. Well, he's literally yeah. vomited. What is no, it, eight pre- times? Not pretending. Not pretending. I don't I'm not saying he's pretending, but could this get him the win? Gets sick, has to shut up for a little bit. All of a sudden that gives that gives him the win at the end because he was forced not to play me. Because <laughs> he just didn't have the energy. Ah, uh, I d I don't see it doing anything for his game. He <laughs> seems to have come good by the end of the episode, so I think it's just a moment in time they put on the show because make us feel sorry for Carson a bit and endear him to our hearts a little bit more. Oh, peanut butter and jelly made stomach upset. <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor little Carson. No, he's the youngest guy there as well, so he's like this yeah, little exactly, kid. Yeah. You know, anyone sort of yeah. sees him as their son. Innocent. Yeah, he's innocent, yeah. yeah. He, he, he just, the look of him has changed so much since the start of the season. Yeah. He just, it, yeah, it's crazy, like, looking at him now and thinking what I imagined him at the start of the season. He's looking a bit ragged, I'll say that. He's, he's looking ragged, but at the same time, I feel like he's like more buff more than buff. he was originally. Yeah, more buff. I feel like he's, I don't know, the weight's just gone to the right spots. <laughs> I don't think you put on weight in survival. I think usually you lose I know, weight. I know, but it just, I don't know, or maybe just because he loses a little bit of fat, everything tones up a little bit or something. Perhaps, you know. perhaps, that's an interesting theory, but... Um... <laughs> I don't know. That's just that's just something random that I noticed. Yeah, right. So, anyway, um, I, I did want to I did want to sort of uh, just sort of mention um, that we lost a survivor great this week. We lost Keith Nail, yes, from Survivor Saint del Sur and Survivor Second Chances, Survivor Cambodia. This he was an absolute legend. And so much fun to watch play. I wouldn't say he had the best gameplay, but he was an all-time character. And it felt legit. Like, it felt reasonably legit. Yeah, I, I love Keith. I've always liked Keith. And I think he is, like, the the epitome of, like, the, 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 the player that doesn't know anything about the game but makes the most of it and becomes his character that everyone loves and... He just—he's got good one-liners. He's, he, you know, he had all that. He's a, he had amazing one-liners, yeah. not just good. Amazing really one-liners. Key. For someone that knew yeah. nothing about the game, he was—he was great, great for TV. And uh, yeah, he'll be missed. Um, yeah, I don't. What do you think? People ask me, "Is Survivor fun?" No, Survivor's not fun. <laughs> Going on a cruise is fun. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the one that stands out. Yeah. Uh, he um, he'll be very very missed in the survivor community, I'm sure. Definitely. And uh, it almost makes me want to go back and watch an ep- watch a season with him in it. I actually watched both those seasons uh, in the last what six months, maybe. So yeah, he's pretty fresh in my mind. And yeah, yeah he, that's awesome. Great player. He went. What did he come like fourth and fifth or something? Like he went deep yeah, both yeah. times. Went deep both pretty times. Pretty good. Yeah. Wouldn't call him the most threatening player, but man, he could he could beat he he was a challenge beast. You know what? He would have won um, 
which one was it? Second chances, he would have won if he made it. Like he was really close. I think it was second chances. If he got to the end, he yeah. would have won because the jury loved him. Yeah. So and that's pretty good. Okay. So, that is pretty good. Maybe it was right. maybe it was Sam Wendell. So I can't remember. One of them, he was like looking like the winner. No, because he, yeah, sat- yeah, he came fourth in San Juan del Sur. If he won that last challenge, yeah. he was going to win the game. Yeah, it, look, he definitely had a lot of his friends on the jury. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah like uh, Keith Nowlin would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, just having him come back a second time was all, was great for me. Yeah. Oh, so, he got yeah. voted in second right. chance. So that's, that's, that's yeah, exactly. the strength of his um, popularity. Character. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And completely agree. I would have been one of the people voting for him. For sure. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we might as well talk about Brandon and maybe rank him. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Okay. So, it's a tough one. He, he, yeah. The first episode, he had the whole thing with the idol, the birdcage, and he played the idol right. He did really well. And we didn't really see... I feel like he went away for a long time. We barely saw him. Uh, obviously dominant in challenges, but that was about it. And... Believe it or not, this episode was the first time he was not immune. So he played the idol the first time. Ratu didn't go to any more tribal councils. Uh, at the merge, he was in the in the immune group, and then last week he was also in the immune group. So the first time he can get voted for, and he gets voted out. I guess it shows the the the, uh, the threat of the man. Um, he seemed like a decent survivor player. He actually knew the game, from what I can tell. I've heard his exit interview. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And he seems to have an idea. Uh, I guess just being like the Hulk of the man, it, you know, people don't want that in the game. So you're always going to be a huge target. He, I think he needed to do... Um, he, players like that need to do more early on to set their game up because the tribe's not going to get rid of them. So they need to do what they can to set up their game in the pre-merge because come post-merge, bang, you're a huge target. You need to get taken out. So like, it's hard to fault him because they didn't get the tribal enough to do anything. Um, and look, as a character, he, he wasn't outstanding or anything he was fine his confessionals were okay nothing really popped off my screen and um that's Brandon for me I didn't yeah he was alright yeah something that um uh sticks in my mind was when we started podcasting and we brought up Simon and what Simon was doing in his first tribe and we brought it up that uh you actually said it where it, this was the time for him to play to set up his game to make it easier to get to the end. Yes. Because he was not getting voted out because of how big he was. I think Brendan didn't really have this option. The only tribal that he went to in his tribe was a... Uh, he was actually the target, which is very unusual. Uh, such a strong player getting aimed at so fast. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So, like, I don't know if he really had the option to play. Like, he orchestrated some some good stuff coming in, like getting Matt out last week. It was definitely the right move to get Matt out for them and stuff like that. I just don't think we saw enough of him. I don't think he had enough chance to play almost. Yeah, it's probably the new format just being, so like, small tribes and then Half the time you're not even voting or up for the vote. It just it makes it hard to do a whole lot unless you're like on the bottom, like the Tikas have been. Like they're the ones yeah. who've been playing the most because they've been to the most tribals. Um, so it, it's it's I guess it's, it was not much you could do more, I suppose. Yeah, um, as a as a character, yeah, I I liked him. I liked him. I I definitely didn't hate him. Like we saw his 
possible stupidity with the Caroline and Danny, uh, what are we calling this? <laughs> journey where they didn't go do anything. Uh, as a player, yeah, he had some sort of knowledge for the game, which is good, which is I'm proud of, and I'm glad that they only bring super fans because of that reason, is they have some sort of knowledge of the game. I'm... It's cool, like he's a bit diverse. He can do Survivor, he can play footy. And, yeah. Oh, I stuff. Remember in that first episode, he was like a chef. He's a. Yeah. He had like he's six or seven different things. I'm like, who is this man? Unicorn. Yeah, this man is. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I liked his character. I liked him as a player. I don't think we saw enough of him as a player. He didn't actually have the opportunity to do enough. So, I would have liked to have seen more. But he was definitely the right move here. Um, memorable moments. I'm a little bit struggling. I guess the um, idol find. Um, not trusting. Was it Lauren? Maddie, I think it was. Maddie, yep. Not trusting Maddie. Um, that was, yeah, I guess he didn't really have the option to sort of make any more moments. <laughs> No, we didn't see that much of him. Now I think of it, like he didn't have a heaps of confessionals. So yeah, nothing memorable except for the idol play, I suppose. Being like one of one of the only idol plays successfully in the new era. Like, there haven't been that many, so he's had one. Yeah. So two for yeah, the whole season. Good on him, and he and he saved himself. And he saved himself. Yeah, saved himself first so. round counts. I think that's the first time ever that's happened. I, I, I think someone said that um, back back when that happened. Um, yeah. So yeah, there you go. He's, he's in the record books. Yeah, good on him. Good on him. Good on him. Okay, and will we see him return? I don't see why not, but he wasn't. He didn't jump off the screen. You don't see why not. I see why not. He didn't do anything. <laughs> I mean, like we said, he didn't have a chance to play, but he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't this magical character like a Yam Yam or Carolyn, is he? So why would? Why yeah, would I, look, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be disappointed if I saw him play again. I don't think. I think I want to see more of him. I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, but, but yeah, but you're right. You're right. He um, he really didn't. I think returnees are going to be almost a dime of a dozen for a bit. So I don't see why he would be the first person to come back out of the Bruce. I think Danny would get the ticket before he would. Danny McRae from uh, 41? Yeah, Yeah, probably. No, Danny. Danny Well, Danny, no. I mean, Danny from this season. Oh, right. I thought you were talking about the like footy players, the same archetype. Brandy and uh, Danny and Brandon are very similar from forty-one, but yeah, well, no, definitely, definitely similar. Yeah, yeah, no, Danny from this season is, is head and shoulders above uh, Brandon in terms of and Danny McRae. Yeah, yeah. I even know Danny McRae um, winning the challenges, obviously. Um, a little tick in his book. Yeah, I could see Brandon on the challenge. I could see that because yeah, he's obviously got the athletic background and and you know he's been on a, a reality show now. So why not the challenge? Yeah, oh, definitely. Okay, let's get to Buckle's buff of the episode. Yeah, tough one this week. Uh, obviously, the standouts, like honourable mentions, Jam Jam, Carson, and Danny. And I'm really struggling to, to, to pick between them. Um, I, I, I honestly, okay, I've sort of ruled out Jam Jam. So it's between Carson and Danny for me. I think the Tikas have really set themselves up really well. And I think Carson was a huge part of that. But Danny had the massive idol play, trusted his gut, I guess, and other people, played it correctly, huge move. I'm going to give it to Danny. I'm going to give it to Danny. How do you not give it to him? Yeah, that's 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 literally what I was thinking. I was trying to think this through. We don't have enough information proving 
how good the Tikas were playing or if this was just a fluke or what happened here. Um, obviously, Franny doesn't do a whole lot to save herself from our knowledge or from what we saw. Heidi doesn't really do anything but almost stuff it, possibly, or forcing Danny to have to play the idol, yeah. maybe driving the Tikas away a little bit. Danny's the one for me. Yeah, Gotta also, Danny was like, getting information from Ratu about voting for Franny. So he's obviously got something yeah. going on there as well. So he's got himself in a decent spot, although I do think he'll probably be next out or the one after. So Yeah. yeah. So let's give him a consolation, yeah. some consolation points. I'll give you a buff on the way out the door, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, one interesting thing that I'm seeing, Carson doesn't have a single buff. Really? Yeah, not a single one. I feel like he's so... dominant this year. But I guess... He's, he's I the, think in the episodes that he was dominant, there's just been more, bigger characters. He's there. been more uh, constantly dominant. Yeah, without without being the main of the episode. Yeah, that's really surprising because yeah. he for me, if you said who's dominating this season, I would say Carson, but he has no yeah. names. So yeah, maybe yeah. it's not then. Yeah. Um, okay, so who is who is on top of the charts? Who is on? Yam uh, on top of the charts. Yam is on top of the charts on five. Carolyn, Kane, and Danny all have three now. Danny moved up from one to three this episode. We got Lauren with one, Heidi with one, and both Josh and Matthew left on one. Beautiful. So Franny, Franny doesn't have a point either. So they're just just That's surprising. Awesome. So Franny doesn't. For me, she hasn't done that much. And I mean, I know she was targeted as a threat this week, but I'm, I'm not. I don't see it. I don't see it. But uh, yeah. hopefully, yeah. we'll do something coming up. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, let's um, start wrapping this up, mate. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay, what you got for me, mate? What's going on in your life? I had, uh, so yeah, big day yesterday. I had two weddings in the Hunter Valley, and, you know, I had to go to both because I've got to keep my fans happy. So that was a big time. So I had a, had a <laughs> lazy day in the lounge today. And uh, we've got Anzac Day Tuesday, a bit of two up coming up, a few beers. Watch my Dragons Beat Perfect. Roosters annual event. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's all I've got coming up. What, what about yourself? Oh, not a whole lot coming up. I've, I fly home on, on Anzac Day and then leave for the Gold Coast on Thursday. So I'll be in the Gold Coast for another 10 days after that, which will be cool. Meeting up with a few people in the Survivor community and oh, nice. um, some cool stuff up there. Got uh, seeing Jimmy Carr live, which will be awesome. So... Very Man excited about that. Man of leisure. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do like to escape from where I live <laughs> a lot. I'm just As, if you haven't noticed, slugging away, <laughs> keeping the big wheels of the economy turning, going to work. Someone's got to do. Yeah, it. I'm single. I can work <laughs> not at home. I can take. I can do all my phone calls from wherever I am. So someone just sort of has to take over some of my work, which is fine. Sounds so like no, it works out really well. Um, don't forget guys to follow us, to share us, tell a friend about us guys. Let someone know. <laughs> um, nice. let someone know, get us on Facebook at Survivor Bus Blinds, Lights and Banter, get us on Instagram, Survivor th- underscore 3BS. We're getting followed by some, starting to get some pretty big names, which is pretty exciting. Huge um, and then, and then Twitter. At Survivor3BS, like, come on, guys, tell a friend. Let's get some, let's get some more listens. Um, us, let's keep you're, us going. You're making it sound desperate. We're not desperate, people. We're going fine. 
<laughs> we are definitely, definitely going, definitely going fine. But we, we'd, we'd like to keep this going. So, yeah. come support us. That's it. If you like this right? podcast, your friend probably will too. So get him involved. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, awesome. Thanks for that, Mac. Good time, Buckles, as always. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. See you next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Is this Survivor? Are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.